This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Have you checked the children? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Don't you blame the movies? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative! Hey everyone, welcome back to SlasherCast, the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. Brought to you by the SlasherCast Podcast Network and our YouTube channel, Slasher Media. I am one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm your host, Slasher. And today we're going to be going back to a read-through episode today. We're going to be reading through all... well... In the later episodes, we're going to be reading through all of them. But first, we're going to be reading through the very first Child's Play movie. And as you know, Re- only three of them were named Child's Play. Because after Chucky became such an international sensation, they would make it so all the films were named after Chucky. Technically, no, because the main kid stopped being a kid after that. Yeah, technically it wasn't a child yeah, play. It wasn't. It was adults play. No. Yeah, it was adults play. So they decided, to, hey, let's just put Chucky in the title. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, hang on. I'm looking at the frigging fandom. Look who it's directed by. It's not the person you think it is. I know, but. So there is a horror director called Tom Holland, and I know. And I had a chuckle of that just now. I know a lot of people mistake every time I talk about this version of Tom Holland. Everyone's like, "Wait, how old is Tom Holland then?" Wait, what? <laughs> Not that Tom Holland. Yeah, but it was written by Don Mancini, who yeah is very well known. Don Mancini being the main person who um uh made this films what they are like he wrote every single one and has been doing it for years like he's the i think he's the first movie writer slash director who's worked on an entire franchise every installment even the tv series uh so yeah we've got the writers by don mancini who's the main one john I'm going to say that name wrong. Lafia. Lafia. And Tom Holland also wrote it and directed. Starring the one and only Brad Dorif, Alex Vincent, and Catherine Hicks, and Chris Saradon. Music by Joe Brenzetti. Brenzetti. Cinematography by Bill Butler. Edited by Edward Warshilka and Roy E. Peterson and it was distributed by MGM so and UA Communications Co well they're both part of the same thing this was released the release date was November 9th uh, 1988 a running time of 87 minutes a budget of 9 million and gross revenue I'm guessing that's worldwide is 44.2 million so it made its budget back and even more. He made at least four times the budget. It made four times its budget. So obviously you know how 
title of it, title will explain it. Title, explain how these read throughs work. Okay, so basically, how we do these read throughs is there's a paragraph for each one. We read through them like turn by turn. We have a little talk about them, have a little bit of a laugh about them, and we just like to make jokes and just explain the plot of the entire movie. And on the and then we do a mini review thing at the end. Yeah, there's no pictures. We we don't do that. It's a podcast. We're not high quality yet. <laughs> not high quality yet. What? We're almost at hundred episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're doing this because as we worked it out, this will get us to episode ninety eight. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, ten, ninety-eight. Yeah, and then we'll do a random episode for our ninety-nine, and then a hundredth episode is our commentary of the happening, which we are gonna sit down for an hour straight and talking about a shit movie. Yay! We're gonna sit down for an hour, fuck, hour and a half. I think. I don't know how long the happening is. That's how much I care. Um, it's a great for a straight hour straight talking about this shit of a movie. I love the movie. It's a great movie. <sighs> I love the acting of Mark Wahlberg in this movie. It's the I word. love the villain in it, it as well. What the fucking grass? <laughs> oh, what is the villain of this movie? It's the fucking leaves. It's the wind that does it. No, it's not. It. It's like the. It's like the pollen in the. They field. legit say in the movie it is the fucking uh, plants and everything. The wind is just a symbol of them attacking. Well, the f- you see how much I care. I don't even care either. <laughs> in all honesty. Right. So, who's starting first? Uh, I'll start first, um, I suppose. Go for it. It's not a very long paragraph anyway. So. Yeah, go for it. Oh, is that why you want to start first? Actually, speaking of, you've got a long one after me. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, as much as I like hearing my own voice, I am not prepared for it today. <laughs> yeah, and I know how much you love hearing your own voice. Yeah, big ego. Massive fucking ego. It's bigger than your own. My ego is the size of Jimmy Neutron's head. Just read. (laughs) You were thinking, wait, is it huge? No, it's it's not that. Your ego is fucking massive. I could talk about the Marvel ego, where it's the size of a planet. Just read. While being pursued by Detective Mike Norris, 38-year-old Charles Lee Ray, a serial killer known as the Lakeshore Strangler, is shot and mortally wounded. Before dying, Charles quickly takes cover inside a toy store, finding boxes of good guy dolls. He proceeds to use a voodoo ritual to transfer his soul into one of the dolls. The store is then struck by lightning and it burns to the ground, killing Charles. Ooh, voodoo. You don't want to mess with voodoo. I do like that the change... The original concept was buddy dolls as well, which are used in the remake. 
Oh yeah, they're called buddy dolls in the remake. Not good. Yeah, yeah. in the original script they were buddy dolls as well. Which but obviously in this they're called good guy got dolls. That good uh, got guy. Doll. I think good guy dolls makes it more fucking ironic. The fact that Chucky's he's not a bad guy. He's a bad guy in a fucking good de- good guy doll. Uh, later that morning, a six-year-old Andy Barkley tells his widowed mother, Karen, ooh, she's a Karen, uh, (laughs) that he wants a good guy doll for his birthday after watching the TV commercial for it. Unable to afford the full price, Karen buys a stolen doll from a street peddler, which is the same doll that Charles had earlier transferred his soul into. Which, they changed that in the remake, in the remake, she goes to a boss to get the doll. In the remake, because uh, her boss is getting rid of it, because it's defective. Uh, are you sure? I swear it was uh, someone returning it. Yeah, someone was, retu- yeah, someone was returning it. Um, I believe... And then she just put it, like, underneath a frigging counter. To no, no. She return the guy returns it because it's got red eyes. It some reason had red eyes, which means it's the doll from the beginning where it turned all its shit off. Um then what she does is she goes to a boss and says uh why she go yeah, she goes to a boss and and asks what happens to uh, dolls that are returned that are like broken or defective and it goes to get destroyed so she basically asks if she could keep it for her son's birthday and the boss allows it to oh yeah no well I bet that boss was very very fucking uh, disappointed at the end of that film <laughs> oh man I could have made a million dollars being on TV for a killer doll that night, that... Andy is playing with the doll. Go on. <laughs> Who wants to introduce himself as Chucky through the talking feature of the doll. Karen's friend and Andy's aunt, Maggie Peterson, with babysitting Andy, scolds him for turning on the evening news. Why did you say that? Just Because why there. would and Why would... You'd be mad for putting the news on. Oh fucking no! Because he's supposed to be asleep or playing. Or I know, but but he's, why would six-year-old want to watch the news anyway? This was in the fucking nineteen eighty-eight. But still, there would have been children's shows. Yeah, but back then it would have been the news would probably be full of more like. Dark shit. You know how American fucking news reports are. You've got England that are like very, just very calm about telling their news and everything. America are just very fucking out there. Like, oh, we're all gonna die. Oh no! Oh no, man, it won't, Andy. Yeah, uh, it, it was Chucky anyway. Yeah, because we <laughs> want to know what happened to his it. Was, body. It was Chucky. We wanted to know what happened to his body. Yeah, for for turning on the evening news and placing Chucky in front of the TV. 
When Andy tries to tell Maggie that he didn't put Chucky in front of the TV, she doesn't believe him and sends him and the doll to bed. Get to bed, you two. Now. Chucky just stands up and goes, okay. Um, later on, Maggie is viciously struck with a toy hammer. Okay. By an unknown figure. Oh, back, then, out of the... back then, ten toy hammers would be made out of wood. Ah. Uh, yeah, and falls out of the apartment window, falling several stories to her ultimate death. The killer's identity is left ambiguous. Hmm. It was Andy all along. Andy's a psychopath. I remember, like, they tried to do it in the remake and all, but we always knew it was not. It was the doll, anyways. Yeah, of course it was. Andy insists that Chucky has revealed himself to be alive, and that he killed Maggie. Though he defends Chucky's decision by stating that Chucky told him that Aunt Maggie was a real bitch. And that she got what she deserved. Alright, Chucky, Jesus! Now, Andy defended that. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but... What? Unfortunately, are you okay? Unfortunately, no one believes Andy's side of the story. Andy, are you alright, my friend? Like, wh- what happened to you for you to be such an evil little boy? Oh, dear. Alright, then. The next day, Andy, apparently upon Chucky's request, visits the house of Eddie Caputo, Charles Lee Ray's accomplice who had betrayed him and led uh, him to his death. Chucky is revealed as being alive. He sneaks into Eddie's house and blows out the pi- the pilot light on the stove and turns up the gas. In panicked self-defense, Eddie fires his gun and the house explodes, killing him. You know what, Chucky? You've got so many fucking problems. God damn it, Eddie. God damn it, Eddie! <laughs> You had one job! Uh, uh, where am I? Uh, later, authorities place Andy in a psych- psychiatric ward. English. After he is. Hmm? Psychiatric. What are you doing? I have no idea. That's all I heard when you were trying to say that. Okay, do you want me to read it again for you? Psychiatric. Later, authorities place Andy in the psychiatric ward. There you go. After he is found near the crime scene, Karen believes the doll to be the doll. How many times in this whole thing can they say Karen? I don't know. Karen believes the doll to be the culprit. What? After she realises that his batteries have never been put in. Yeah, that's what that's what gets me in every single film. It takes them to see him having no batteries for them to realise he's alive. How does that fucking work? All of a sudden, you're going to believe it's alive because it's got no batteries. Ooh. <laughs> then you've got fucking uh, Cedar Chucky where he opens the back, but it's, it's showing a fucking spine instead of a battery pack. Then it shows Made in China. We're the same, Dad. We're the same, Dad. We're both made in China. 
she God. demands he talk, but when he doesn't, she goes to make him talk by lighting a match into the fireplace. Finally, Karen threatens to throw Chucky into the fire unless he reveals himself to her. Chucky finally comes to life in her hands and bites her in the neck. I love the fucking lines, though. That is I know, that's, that's, that's a bit kinky. He fucking just calls her a, you dirty bitch, you dirty slut. Yes. And all that you fucking, dirty fucking you bitch. You dirty fucking bitch, you dirty slut, you dirty whore. <laughs> just straight up fucking just, use, just spouts fucking profanity every chance he gets. And it's like, he's trying to fucking kill her while doing it. <laughs> Chucky, damn, you need to go to, you need to get some help for those Tourette's, my friend. And... Uh, bites her in the neck, wrist, and arm, causing bloody teeth marks. Karen finally manages to throw Chucky off of her, and he gets up and runs out the apartment. So no one's going to notice a fucking small doll running off. Quickly, Karen contacts Detective Norris, who is now investigating Maggie's death. Although he initially doubts her story, the homeless man who saw Karen the doll confirms that he retrieved it from the burnt-down toy store where Charles Lee Ray was killed. It would have been nice to know that sooner. Yeah, would have been right nice. Later on, Norris becomes a firm believer after he gets attacked by Chucky in his car and survives only by shooting the doll. That's a mood. He just turns around and quick scopes it. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> he jumps off top of Rust. Later on, Chucky meets with John Bishop, his voodoo instructor from years past, and asks him why his gunshot wound bled under the to- under torture via voodoo doll. John informs him that his body is slowly conforming to that of a human's, and that he will soon be trapped in the body if he doesn't transfer his soul into the body of the first person he revealed himself to which is Andy, offhandedly remarking that he is going to get to be six years old again. There's something oddly weird about that. There is something weird about that. Chucky finally stabs the voodoo doll in the chest and leaves John to die. Karen and Detective Norris following leads from Charlie Ray's case file find John as he lay dying and receives instructions on how to kill Chucky. Although Chucky is a doll, his heart is almost fully human and vulnerable to fatal injury. Even though he comes back to life in every fucking installment. Hmm. You wanna know how to kill Chucky? Stab him in the heart. You wanna know how to kill Chucky again? No, stab him in the heart. You just stab him in the heart. No, he didn't say heart. He goes har. He goes ha ha ha. Har ha. Uh, go on. And he escapes from the psychiatric unit, and Chucky brutally kills the head doctor in the process. The authorities believe Andy killed the doctor while escaping. Yeah, every time. Blame the fucking child. Blame the six-year-old. The six-year-old can kill multiple people. And somehow get away with it. Mike and Karen rush back to the apartment, hoping that Andy is there. Chucky reaches the apartment where Andy is and knocks him unconscious with a baseball bat to steal his soul. 
After a prolonged struggle, Chucky pleads for Andy to spare him, saying we're friends till the end. Chucky is then thrown into the fireplace by Karen oh, and is lit on fire line. by Andy. After he throws in the match in the fireplace, saying, This is the end, friend. It's the way he fucking says it. This is the end, friend. Thinking Chucky is dead, Andy and Karen go to help the injured Mike Norris after Andy gets the first aid kit from under the sink. He discovers Chucky is gone, very burnt but alive. Chucky chases after Andy and Karen who barricade themselves in the bedroom. Karen shoots him several times missing his heart but scattering his head and an arm and a leg. In the hallway. Chucky starts stabbing the doors with a knife so that Karen will open it after Norris. <laughs> what? Doors with a knife so that Karen will open. Okay. After Norris's. Yes, because that will make her open it. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. After Norris's partner, Jack Santos, arrives, the scattered doll parts attempt to attack at the instructions of Chucky's screaming, severed head. Karen, remembering John's last words, tells Mike to shoot Chucky in the heart. Norris does so and makes a direct hit, killing Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, again. He's not really dead though, so... You failed. That's good. Uh, the funny thing is, somehow in the entire franchise, good guy got good die, good the th- 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 good guy dolls are still being sold, even though the company has bad press. How how does that fucking work, movie? An ambulance arrives to take Mike to the hospital. Karen and Jack help Mike walk out the door, but Andy stays and looks over the remains of Chucky. Karen returns and leads Andy out of the room and turns off the lights. Andy turns to look at Chucky one last time before leaving. Chucky then says, Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? As his last dying words. Well, technically, and he's not mentioned in the second film at all that he did that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, because that's his uh, on-board thing playing. It's not actually Charles Lee Ray Chucky doing it. Victims, Charles Lee Ray, Maggie Patterson, Eddie Caputo, John Bishop, Dr. Ardmore, and Chucky. Wait a minute. Chucky. Yeah, those, those are victims. People died. Do we count Charles Lee Ray and Chucky as same person or as different person? Well, they technically had different deaths. So one, two, three, four. One, two, Three, four, six. five, six. There's six deaths in this movie. The fuck? Survivors, Karen Barkley, Andy Barkley, Mike Norris and Jack Santos. Oh, look. Karen lost custody of his son. Of her son. Yeah, she, goes, she gets put into a psychiatric ward. <laughs> Instead of... It legit says it in the second film that she got put in a psychiatric ward so he got put up for adoption. Trivia. The official soundtrack was released by MGM in 2009, remastered and expanded with music not used in the movie. 
as well as alternate song versions. Newscast, street music, child's play and credits without vocal and the Chucky song. Chucky's eyes were reused by special effects technician Kevin Yeager for building the Crypt Keeper puppet in Tales from the Crypt. Didn't know that. Catherine Hicks and Kevin Yeager met on set and were married a year later. Congratulations. Congratulations. I don't know if the divorce or whatever. I have no know. idea either. Casting for Chucky's voice involved many actors. In an attempt to decide if he should sound childlike or like an adult, Jessica Walter even recorded the voice for an entire version of the movie before they finally settled on Brad Dorrit. Well, it makes a lot of sense that they'd want it. But I think having him sound like an adult when he is Chucky, when he's Charles Lee Ray, when he's Chucky, but then having him sound like a kid when he's the doll, a lot better. John Lithgow was also considered to play Chucky. No idea who, who that is. Let me have a look for you. Why you continue reading? Don Mancini stated in an, in an interview that Chucky go, uh, going to Andy's school was going to be in the first film, but it was used in Charles Play 2 instead. The film was accused of inspire. Oh my fucking god. You don't have to read it if you don't want to. No, I'm re- right, no, it's not. no, it's not me reading it, it's the problem, it's the fact that this happened. The film was accused of inspiring violence in children. One case involved a gang in Manchester... Wait, what? Excuse me? Not what you're thinking of. Manchester, Manchester, or a place in America called Manchester? I think it's our Manchester. We're British, so we we have a Manchester as well. A gang in Manchester kidnapping and murdering... Oh my fucking God. Murdering a 16-year-old girl while they tortured her. They forced her to listen to recordings of the gang leader repeating the catchphrase, I'm Chucky, wanna play. Director Tom Holland defended the film from these accusations stating that viewers of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were unbalanced to begin with. EXACTLY! Just like video games. Video games do not inspire video games can't, other people. Video games can't pick up a gun and shoot someone. It's only the person's it's, thoughts. There has to be something wrong with the person in the first place. For them to end up wanting to commit that violence. Oh, or, or it's not the video games that make them do it in the first place anyway, but they see someone with a PlayStation or an Xbox or a PC and be like, and they've got video games, they look at it like, this kid, this kid killed people because he's got a fucking video game console. <laughs> oh, I could talk about days about that, but you know, we're not here for that long. Um, okay, what are your thoughts? I'm rating. Yeah, it's still a good, it's still a good film. It still holds up. Um, some of the lines were a bit cheesy. Uh, I just don't like the name Karen for the mother. To be honest, <laughs> just just small thoughts, just small gripes. But eight out of ten, still, still holds up. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna actually agree with you on that. 
Hey, yeah, I'm not what are your thoughts on it, though? I'm going to get some slack for this, but I prefer the second one over the first one. Ooh. This is one Ooh. of the kit for me. This is one of the cases where the sequel um, surpasses the original. I think a lot of people do agree with that, though. That it's one of those films where the sequel surpasses the original. Which, in this case, it fucking does. Um, hmm. But yeah, 8 out of 10. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. <sighs> besides, uh, next week, it will be Child's Play 2. Uh, Redrew. Uh-huh. And then we'll keep going on from there week by week until we reach the... Was it 2019? Yeah, the remake. Re- the remake. Yeah, was it 2019? Uh, I so, yeah. Yeah, the 2019 then, remake. Maybe. Maybe we'll figure it out how to do the TV series. If we can't do the TV series, then we'll leave it at the remake and do like a, uh, just a one-off episode from 99 and then the Habitin review on episode 100. But that's like sort of the plan now. Yeah, we haven't really we haven't really we delved haven't, into it. We haven't actually delved into what we're doing. It's because we want to. Obviously, we just need to uh, get episodes out, but also be careful knowing when we hit ninety nine. So that as soon as we hit ninety nine, then hundredth episode needs to be the happening, and then from there out, we'll we'll be doing more. Uh, Movie commentaries from there now. Not a lot, but now and again. Even doing non theatrical release films, so like films on Netflix, films on Disney Plus, films on other streaming services, even fan films on YouTube, uh, TV, TV series, maybe. We'll see what happens, but we'll go from there. We'll see. Right. Yeah, but, but anyway, this has been. Again, this has been Slashercast, the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. Brought to you again, yet again, by the Slashercast Podcast Network and our YouTube channel, Slasher Media. Um, we also have Twitch channels, if you want to follow them. All, all links are below. Make sure you have a look, look I'm at I'm more them. serious about Twitch streaming than he is. Yeah, but I'm also on his Twitch streams pretty much most of the time on multiplayer games. Fair point, so, I'll give you that. Yeah, and I carry the streams. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, I have been one of your hosts, Tyler. I've been your slasher. And this has been Slasher Cast. And yeah, I'm not going to keep saying the freaking slogan because it's pretty. We've said it too many times. So remember, keep on slashing, keep watching horror, and we'll see you horror fans again later. Goodbye for now. See you. Whatever you do, don't fall. Have you checked the children? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative.